Lauren, and welcome to Two Pills Podcast. In our Two Pills tips, we briefly go over a topic in teaching, like an active learning strategy, an innovation in ed tech, or another current event in health sciences education. These episodes are shorter than our full interview episodes, so hopefully you can listen to them on your way to class. If you have an idea for a Two Pills tip or someone who we should interview on a full episode, send us an email at twopillspodcast at gmail.com. That's T-W-O Pills Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Two Pills Podcast or on our website. As a disclaimer, I am not claiming to be an expert on any of these ideas and all of this information is freely available online. If you have any questions, you can check out our website, twopillspodcast.com, for links to resources. So I live just outside of Boulder, Colorado, and so this episode is going to get a little granola, and I hope everyone can handle it, or just skip it and wait for the next one. So today we're going to be talking about out of the office is not just for email. We're going to talk about teaching outside. Now, as I look out my window, we are have several inches of snow on the ground, and I think the wind chill is 10 degrees, so this would not be a good day to teach outside, but... Thinking of warmer weather, I wanted to talk about how you can effectively teach your health sciences students outside. The best people for this are probably small groups. And so for me, I've done this with my experiential students on rotations, and that's what I found to be most successful. We'll do case discussions, soap notes, topic discussions, and even evaluations outside. With my medical team, we've also done park rounds, where we walk around the park and discuss the teaching topics of rounds. This is not patient-specific, but we had an attending who was really big on the mind-body connection, and so he really believed that if you were walking, you were more likely to remember it because you were involving your body as well as your mind. As far as where, we were able to do park rounds because there was a park across the street from the hospital. For student discussions, we often find ourselves on benches outside the hospital, It sometimes works out that we are near the ambulance bay, which I think is actually a good learning opportunity for students. It shows the students a different side of patient care because it shows the role of the EMT and what our patients look like before they're neatly on the floor in their hospital gowns and with their lines in. When Um, Mine are often in the afternoon because that's when it's warmest, but, you know, park rounds were also kind of later in the morning, so whenever the weather is best for you. Speaking of weather, how you would teach outdoors is that you want to check your weather app, especially here our weather is very unpredictable, so you want to make sure the weather is cooperating. Students will definitely complain if it's too cold, too windy, etc., and I personally don't like to make multiple trips, so we're either going to go outside and teach or we're not. There are naturally more distractions when you're outside, and so don't expect a straight lecture and have students pay attention to you. I find that teaching outdoors is best for discussions where everyone is actively participating. Of course, you don't want to discuss anything patient-specific. That should, of course, be a given all over the hospital, but especially outdoors. And I think having discussions outside actually reinforces the importance of patient privacy and HIPAA for my students. You want to include engaging topics and those that are relatively brief. As we know, our attention spans are pretty short, but especially with distractions outside. So maybe consider limiting your time to 20 to 30 minutes or less. Now, if you want to take outdoor learning to the next level, you can check out forest schools, which I learned about in putting this together. 
These originated in 1993, and these are schools that are based on Scandinavian principles that emphasize human contact with nature. So check those out if you are interested. I think one of the most important things about these two bill steps is why. So why should we teach outside? Well, we're under fluorescent lights most of the day, particularly if you work in the inpatient setting, and there just do not seem to be enough windows no matter what. Um, so one of the reasons for me is just to get a little bit of vitamin D and sunshine um, and not have be under fluorescent lights the whole time. But there actually is some data, so I want to talk about that. There's an author, Richard Louvre, who came up with the phrase nature deficit disorder. So our students are getting less and less time with nature than they ever have before because of the amount of indoor stimulation, screen time they're having, and things like that. So teaching outside, even just for a brief amount of time, helps with that nature deficit disorder. In studying children in outdoor curriculum, they found it was found that uh, students scored higher on assessments in math and science compared to teaching in a traditional setting. Teaching outdoors may also improve recall because improving recall can come from experiencing something new and unfamiliar. Unfortunately, our classrooms and our areas where we typically have discussions don't do a great job with this because the lighting, temperature, layout, and scenery are always the same. But moving the class outside opens up fresh stimuli. And I certainly remember the soap notes and the topics that we discussed outside much more than the small conference room where we have the rest of our discussions. In his study of college students, uh, the authors looked at transforming an on-campus course into a blended course where they were able to conduct seminars outdoors in nearby nature while walking. These walking seminars were evaluated among 131 students and nine teachers who led the seminars. And the responses to the student survey and teacher interviews indicated that discussions, sense of well-being, and the general quality of the seminar improved regardless of how physically active participants were the rest of the time. So this is one way to increase physical activity in a small means um, in the form of walking discussions. And then one thing for us as teachers is that a study out of the UK suggests that teaching outdoors makes educators more confident and enthusiastic about their work, as well as more innovative in their teaching strategies. So who wouldn't want to be more confident and enthusiastic about their work while also experiencing the improving the experience of students? Unfortunately, outdoor learning can't be year-round like today here, but take the opportunity to get outside with your students and add another layer of learning. Thanks again for tuning in to Two Pills Podcast. 